Hello, and welcome back to episode two of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Francis Johnson. Thanks so much for joining me. This season, we're talking all about impact, the people and experiences that have impacted us, the ways we are impacting others, and how programs at the David Eccles School of Business are preparing students, alums, and others in the community with the skills and confidence they need to make a difference. Here with me today to talk about one of those programs is Dana Taylor, Project Director for Project Deep. Project DEEP, which stands for Developing Equitable Economies Program, is an initiative of the Sorensen Impact Center at the Eccles School that aims to disrupt the entrepreneurial status quo by empowering women and people of color entrepreneurs through on-demand training and support from industry experts. As a woman of color entrepreneur herself, the mission of Project DEEP is especially important to Dana. She is here today to talk about her personal experience as a Black woman entrepreneur, to share an overview of Project Deep, and to talk about the project's next phase, which is specifically focused on entrepreneurs in Utah. Dana, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Francis. It's great to be here. Well, I thought we could start our conversation with some statistics that kind of paint the picture of what women and people of color who are also entrepreneurs are facing out in the marketplace in the entrepreneurial economy. So for example, women of color are starting businesses at four times the rate of overall business creation, but only 2% of venture capital goes to these female founded firms and only 3% goes to black or Latinx founders. Tell us how these statistics played out in your own experience as a woman of color entrepreneur. The statistics were absolutely relevant and pertinent to my own experience as an entrepreneur. I ran my own business for 12 years. Early on, I did explore, you know, all of the different funding options. And I learned pretty quickly that venture capital, that nature of funding was not going to be an option for me. And the reason why, you know, venture capital specifically goes to certain types of businesses, the vast majority of which are run by white male founders. And it's just not something that minorities or women see as a stream of funding. So we have to go other routes, you know, in terms of self-funding, bootstrapping, you know, maybe getting some funding from friends or family if that's an option. So no, I did not see venture capital as a means of funding during my experience as an entrepreneur. And what is the barrier, Dana? Is it unfamiliarity in the venture community of the wider variety of entrepreneurial ventures that there are to invest in? Is it a socioeconomic barrier? Is it a racism barrier? What is the disconnect between entrepreneurs of color, particularly women entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs of color and more traditional venture capital funding? I mean, I think that it's all of the above, really. I think the the people with the money who are doing the investing often are white males and they are looking for a profile that meets their own. There's tons of data to support that. And so, you know, oftentimes in business, be it investing or in often in the workplace, people seek to support people that look like themselves. And so that is definitely at the core of why venture capital seems to work that way. I do think socioeconomics also plays a huge factor in it. 
people with, I guess, matching levels of wealth tend to network and socialize together, then that, you know, contributes to people investing in people that they're familiar with. They can see aspects of their life and background that they recognize. So it's easier for them to feel less risky (laughs) in their investments when they see that familiarity in um, the businesses they choose to invest in. These networks are so key, so impactful, but really expanding our own networks is the key to making a bigger impact for a wider group of people. Absolutely. So talk to us, Dana, about Project Deep and how this program through the Sorensen Impact Center is really looking to disrupt networks, disrupt the entrepreneurial economy as it exists now, and help create these networks that can be more impactful for a wider group of people. Mm -hmm. So Project Deep, we started it in 2021. It's been a fabulous project. We are actually headed towards wrapping up the first phase, which we're super excited about. So within the project, we featured a set of six curated online on-demand video courses focused on entrepreneurship, investing, and ecosystem building. And that ecosystem building is a lot of what we, you and I are talking about right now. You, How do we create an environment for both entrepreneurs and investors to connect so that those entrepreneurs and investors can break down those barriers associated with being a minority from both an entrepreneur and an investor standpoint. So we have the videos. And then we also completed a follow-up series of six webinars where we had online live conversations with each of the six instructors from the six courses so that people who were either taking the courses or had taken the courses would have the opportunity to interact and connect directly with the facilitator of the courses. We've also created complimentary workbooks for each of the courses that each of the participants could have access to. So all of this has provided education for entrepreneurs and investors, as well as that ability to build a network with those people participating in the project. And I think this is something really unique to Project Deep and probably really part of its success, sort of its secret ingredient, if you will, that it's not just entrepreneurs learning about entrepreneurism and how to expand their own network, how to cast a wider net, but also education for investors, right? Letting them know, hey, there's a space that you might not have explored that other people are leaving unexplored that could really be beneficial for you to get involved in. Can you give us some examples or some details of the course material, some topics or some takeaways that are addressing both sides of the coin? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, one thing that we've worked to emphasize since the beginning of the project is that DEEP is really designed to address the barriers or the problems in the systems associated with entrepreneurship. The problems that are keeping women and minorities from thriving in entrepreneurship are not always related to the capabilities of those entrepreneurs. It's really related to the limitations put on them by the systems. And so we knew that it was important from the beginning to focus on both areas, you know, both the ecosystem and entrepreneurs. So I'll talk a little bit about all the courses, but I'll start just by highlighting the courses that were intended for the entrepreneurs. 
One was demystifying entrepreneurship with a uh, Salt Lake City entrepreneur and investor, Kimmy Palu, P-A-L-U-C-K. Her organization is called Beta Boom, and she is a woman of color, and she her Beta Boom is very heavily invested in working with entrepreneurs of color or underserved entrepreneurs in their investment interest. Funding for Growth with Christina Taylor just talks about other funding options available to you in addition to things like venture capital, but it really gets heavily into other funding options available to women and people of color. Scaling through systems, it's a little bit more technical with Raquel Wilson, and it talks about a lot of the systems you need to put in place so that you can grow your business beyond a lot of the startup, lean and mean, let's get it done things, but systems that are needed to be in place for your systems to grow. Raquel Wilson is one of the entrepreneurs in our program who actually sold her business. And so she has an outstanding story to share in her course. Then the next few classes, Women Investing for Change, featuring Rose Maisner, who is also a Salt Lake City Utah entrepreneur, and her organization really works to see more women investing in women. Entrepreneurial ecosystem building is led by Dale Gines, or Dr. Gines. He is a very prolific human being (laughs) who has really worked to change a lot of the ecosystems all over the country in communities of color where, and, and a lot of his background is specifically in banking. So that's where he started, where he saw that a lot of founders were not getting the loans and the funding that they needed from the system. And so he wanted to change that. So that's where he really got started. And then the last one is Designing Economies for People and Planet, led by Todd Cozane from Second Muse. Todd Cozane is amazing. So Second Muse goes into different economies around the globe. They look for opportunities to help shift the entrepreneurial ecosystem in those economies. They look for places to invest in businesses and tech to help lift up the community and the ecosystem for minorities. And these courses, Dana, are available to anyone, right? On demand. Mm -hmm. You can watch them anytime. Anyone can access them. Absolutely. So the website is project-deep.com. Yes, all of the courses are available online. They are free. You do not have to pay for them. It's all included as part of our project. You simply have to register and select the courses that you want. One of the beautiful things about the way it's set up is that you can see how much course content is available for each course, and you're able to go into the course and decide which modules you want to take. So if you don't feel like you want to take you know, six hours of a course, you can look and pick the ones that are most relevant for you at any time, and you can come back and forth you know, to finish course content as you would like. So it's been great. A huge part of working at the Sorensen Impact Center is we really want to measure the impact of the programs that we run. So we're often going in to see which courses and which modules of the courses are resonating with the students and, you know, just trying to understand where people are really needing to get more information and more education as it relates to entrepreneurship and investing. Dana, as you go through these topics, as you've outlined them for us, thinking back to your own experience as an entrepreneur, what kind of difference would it have made to you, to your business, to have access to this kind of material and information? 
I think definitely having a better understanding of what investors are investing in would have made a big difference. You know, what they care about, what they believe are the aspects of a business or a founder are most critical in choosing to invest would have been a big deal for me in the, I would say in the short term, you know, a lot of times when you really committed to your entrepreneurship, you ultimately find out all this information, but you may have run out of runways. <laughs> so the people who get the information completely and most quickly are much more likely to survive. I would also say that the networking is tremendous. I cannot emphasize that enough. So like with Project Deep, everyone has access, direct access to these instructors. And that there is so much value in having access to people with this level of expertise provided in a program like Deep. So having access, gaining that knowledge, having that opportunity to connect with them outside of the project is huge. And then when you're really serious about your business, other entrepreneurs take you seriously, investors take you more seriously. And so I think Project Deep has just been huge. Can you tell us a little bit about your business, Dana? What kind of entrepreneur are you? Mm -hmm. I graduated from the Vanderbilt University School of Engineering, and I started my career in business development and sales for technology companies. And what I learned really quickly in my career was that a lot of small businesses, a lot of startups just didn't have access to business development expertise and resources that a lot of more established companies had. So when I started my own business, I wanted to provide resources and technology solutions to smaller businesses to help them be stronger in their business development capabilities so that they could grow revenue pipelines and grow relationships for the betterment of their business. So I was focused on working with entrepreneurs uh, and I loved it. I loved it. And I still love it because that's what I'm doing now. But I just found that that was just an area that was needed in the entrepreneurship community. And we've talked a little bit, Dana, in the beginning of our conversation that you experienced in real life, some of these statistics on paper that we see, the difficulty that women entrepreneurs, people of color entrepreneurs have accessing capital, building these networks. Do you have an example, if you feel comfortable sharing an anecdote or a way to illustrate really how that played out in your own experience? You know, I would go out and go to events with people who were supporting entrepreneurs, work the room and <laughs> talk about my business, talk about its needs. And even though I have an incredible education, all of the credentials in the world from a business development standpoint, you know, a strong use of technology, one after the next, I would meet people in these influential positions who would literally question my choice to go into business for myself. Like I wasn't capable to be successful in business for myself. I had a solid business model, yet I was told that it wasn't good enough for investment. I saw other businesses that were just didn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> getting funding. And the reality is like even with venture capital, a very small percentage of those businesses survive, very small percentage. I think that a lot of those investors go for what looks cool, sounds great to talk about, 
but it's not necessarily a solid business. So, you know, these investors build these portfolios based on knowing that only a fraction of them are going to succeed. They're not necessarily looking for all winners. And so it was just discouraging coming across like, I live here in the Washington, D.C. area. But shout out to University of Utah. I know I'm here. <laughs> and there's just a lot of investor activity. I would you know, be in rooms with high-level political types who are just very invested in the success of entrepreneurship, like in Northern Virginia. I just wasn't getting any positive feedback from the people who actually had the money. It's so interesting. We often say that our systems are built to be equitable. This is what we want to believe. And that a good idea will always succeed. A good person, a capable person will always succeed. But that's not always the case. Our abilities, our credentials, as you're saying, are sometimes discounted, especially when we are existing in these underrepresented groups and underrepresented spaces. We're using these words, Dana, and I'd like to go back and maybe do some definitions. We're talking about ecosystems and systems more generally. When it comes to entrepreneurship, what are the sort of pieces or the factors that we're talking about that create these ecosystems? So are we talking about banks, universities? Who are the different players here that build up this system or this ecosystem for entrepreneurs in particular? Well, so let's talk about a little bit about investors of color. I think minorities having access to investors of color is a game changer for uh, two different reasons. You know, one, investors of color are more likely to truly open the door to founders of color, going back to seeing people who look like themselves. Now, there are some barriers to investors of color becoming investors, you know, <laughs> it's, it's an industry. It's something that you have to be able to set up and run effectively and seeing more investors who feel that there's a place for them, that this can work for them, that they can find businesses. That's a thing. <laughs> and so in order for those entrepreneurs to find those investors, those investors have to be there and they have to be able to be found. I definitely see a trend of more investors of color really putting a stake in the ground and choosing to pursue founders of color. We could kind of sum up a lot of these barriers as just a lack of imagination, a lack of ability to think a little bit outside the box and believe, oh, something really amazing could come just from a place that I'm not expecting just because I haven't experienced it myself. Dana, you're so passionate about Project Deep. I love to hear you talk about it. Tell us how you heard about it and how you made the transition from what you were doing before into running this program. What prompted the transition and what really stuck out to you? What made you believe in what the project is doing? Mm -hmm. So uh, Frederick Uren is our managing director for the Sorensen Impact Center. I actually met Fred while I was running my business. She was running another business that created a community, <laughs> a very strong ecosystem for women business owners in the Washington, D.C. area. She sold that company 
And I had been like tracking her for about a year or so. And I saw that she had joined the Sorensen Impact Center. And I just knew, I was like, if Fran had joined the Sorensen Impact Center, it must be phenomenal. (laughs) And so last summer, I reached out to Fred as the Sorensen Impact Center was growing its team. And one, I think that I've reached a point in my career where being a part of a team is very important to me. It's something that I really enjoy. I enjoy mentoring others and students. Right now, we have over 60 students that are a part of the Sorensen Impact Center team, which is amazing. And they're all the most brilliant human beings I think I've ever met. Outside of my work in entrepreneurship and tech, I've done a lot of work in my own time in social impact. You know, I have done a lot of work in homelessness and meals. Those are my areas. And so the opportunity to come into the Sorensen Impact Center has just been, was huge, you know, and after going through the process of meeting everyone, I was like, these are my people. (laughs) You know, we're just so aligned in terms of things that we care about and how we work to actually address real issues and make change. And so making this transition into Source and Impact Center has been a no-brainer. And I'm so grateful for Project Deep because it's so well aligned with my background. We, for our first episode of the season, talked to Jim Sorensen, and he shared just so much fascinating information about his own experience as an entrepreneur and a business owner and really discovering this intersection between business and positive social impact. Maybe to that point, Dana, you mentioned how important it is at the Sorensen Impact Center to really track impact, to measure impact. So not just to say, we know we're making the right choice and we hope it's having a good result, but to really be able to show that result, to build the support and build the ongoing momentum for positive change. What are some impacts? I know Project Deep is young, but are there any impacts you've seen, anything you've been able to measure to show a difference that's starting in these entrepreneurial systems? We are wrapping up this phase of Project Deep. We're still gathering data on the courses. We did run three cohorts in the Salt Lake City area through a Minding My Own Business program that was run by the Women's Business Center of Utah, as well as an organization called New Pattern. And so from the cohorts, you know, we're looking at survey data that was taken before the cohorts, after, and then at 30, 60, 90 days and six months after. So we can really understand the impact of the programs. With the online courses, same thing there. We're doing surveys before and after people take the courses to understand what their experience was, what they cared about, how did it help them, how did it not help them. And we're going to be analyzing that information to understand what to do next. But ultimately, our desire is to really understand what these entrepreneurs need, what they say they need so that they can overcome a lot of their challenges associated with entrepreneurship. What do you hope the impact has been already? What do you hope that the impact of the project will be when it's all said and done? What's your goal? I really do hope that we can build new ecosystems that enable people who didn't have ecosystems for themselves before 
to be able to become a part of and to be able to grow in, in their entrepreneurship and their investing. I often see too many people in silos, like brilliant people doing great work, and they could do so much better if they were plugged into a strong ecosystem. So if we can help build that, I think that would be great. I love that. That reminds me of that no man is an island phrase, right? That as much as we can do on our own, how much more can we do with a group of like-minded people trying to get to the same place that we are? Absolutely. And how about your own network, Dana? Who is a person who's made a big impact on you? Hmm. When I was running my own business, I had some phenomenal clients. I had some good clients and then I had some phenomenal clients. (laughs) And I think when I truly felt seen, those were the clients that just changed the game for me. The ones who appreciated my intelligence and my work and my ability to do what they needed me to do. Those were the people that were big for me. And, and they were also ones who paid me what I was worth. They didn't undervalue what I brought to the table for their business. Someone called me a collector, like I'm a collector of good contacts. If I meet you and you have an impact in my life, I'm keeping you forever. You're going nowhere. I think that's also important, you know, and that's something that I emphasize with people that I mentor. When you come across people who really see you and what you bring to the table and really want to see your success, you hold on to them forever and ever. Well, I think this also brought up a really great point when we're talking about this ecosystem. You mentioned that people who have impacted you are not only people who saw you and saw your worth and the value that you could bring, but I also paid you what that was worth. And I think that's another part of the ecosystem. A successful ecosystem is not just that I maybe get access to a network or to capital as a woman entrepreneur, a person of color entrepreneur, but I get access to what I deserve. I get access to the quality of mentor, to the amount of funding that I'm worth. Absolutely. That's something, and we didn't really talk about that during this discussion, but that's significant. I think it's unfortunate that you know, women and people of color are often undervalued you know, in mainstream business. And we know when we're being undervalued. And so to be in a place where people really understand your value and don't question it and make sure that you get compensation or funding or whatever you need at your value level is huge. So I think that's also a huge part of what would be in a successful ecosystem. And another huge contributor to confidence. Huge. If I never (laughs) get what I'm worth, then I don't think that I'm worth what I'm worth. Correct. Right? For I don't even really know how to say it, but if I'm always being... You said it, Will. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Dana, this has been such an enlightening conversation. I'm so excited for all the things ahead for Project Deep. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Francis, for having me. I hope that, you know, I was able to share some things that everyone can take away something from. So thank you. It's been my pleasure. And I'd like to thank you also for tuning in to this episode of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another discussion about how our Eccles community is making an impact here on campus and around the world. Subscribe to Eccles Business Buzz wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss it. And be sure to leave us a rating and a review too. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at Eccles Alumni for all the latest news from your Eccles Alumni Network. Eccles Business Buzz is a production of the David Eccles School of Business and is produced by University FM. Until next time, 